Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hello there, friends and faithful listeners. You have tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast, and I am your host, Jen. Today, we will be discussing Exodus chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. And uh, this is getting into some pretty interesting plagues here in Egypt. I will be actually talking about uh, this portion of the Bible in the WEB version, as I always do. But later on, I will switch over to the AMP version just for a little bit more clarity. But as always, you guys should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of, whatever that might be. But make sure to grab that cup of coffee. But uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in. Yahweh said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these my signs among them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your son's son what things I have done in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that you may know that I am Yahweh. Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, This is what Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me, or else if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country, and they shall cover the surface of the earth, so that one won't be able to even see the earth. They shall eat the residue of that which has escaped, which remains from you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which grows for you out of the field." Your houses shall be filled, and the houses of all your servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, as neither your fathers nor your father's fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth to this day. He turned and went out from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long will you let this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, that they may serve Yahweh their God. Don't you yet know that Egypt is destroyed? Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve Yahweh your God, but who are those that will go? Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old. We will go with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds, for we must hold a feast to Yahweh. He said to them, Yahweh be with you if I let you go with your little ones. See, evil is clearly before your faces. Not so. Go now, you who are men, and serve Yahweh. For that is what you desire. Then they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. In verse 1 here, this is actually one of the first times that God mentions hardening Pharaoh's heart. He had mentioned that he would in the past, but for the most part, Pharaoh hardened his own heart until this point. And now God is saying that he has now hardened Pharaoh's heart and also the hearts of his servants. So in other words, we talked about this before and what this means. And actually, if you guys like the Bible Project and listen to that, they did a really awesome explanation of what God meant here when he said he hardened the heart of Pharaoh. In other words, he gave Pharaoh what Pharaoh desired. 
Pharaoh had already hardened his heart, and now God was giving Pharaoh what he already wanted, which was a hard heart. (laughs) And uh, I mentioned in one of my previous podcasts when we first discussed this, maybe a couple weeks ago, about God hardening the heart of Pharaoh, that, you know, God is not mean. (laughs) He doesn't just harden people's hearts against their will and is like, nope, I'm not going to let you do that, and I'm going to send all these plagues. And No, of course not. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's not who God is. Throughout the Bible, we see that is not who God is. God likes us to have a humble heart. So here, he was giving Pharaoh chance after chance after chance to follow God and to change his heart. But Pharaoh didn't want that. He wanted a hard heart. And so God is finally giving in and giving Pharaoh what he wants. And he hardened Pharaoh's heart and also the hearts of his servants. And so he actually made them unresponsive is what the AMP version says. So it gives a little bit more detail. And I really like the AMP version. I like the WEB as well, because it's in the public domain. And they did a really awesome job making it in the public domain. But the AMP version goes straight back to the Hebrew and to the Greek. And so I really like that because they really get to the heart of the message. And so it says here that um, in the AMP, it says that go to Pharaoh for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his servants, making them determined and unresponsive so that I may exhibit so that I may exhibit my signs of divine power among them. So in other words, he made Pharaoh unresponsive. That's it. Pharaoh already had a hard heart. He already wanted that hard heart. And like I said, if you watch the Bible Project, which I I definitely recommend you do, because I really love some of their explanations on the different books of the Bible. But if you watch their um, Exodus, the first portion of Exodus, one that they did, it really has an excellent explanation of what God means here with hardening his heart. Because if you just brush right past this and don't think about it and don't really read it, you might tend to think that God is a mean God. But that is so untrue. I mean, even if you look at what God is doing here, he's also doing this to show his power, not only to the Israelites, but to the Egyptians. In fact, it's almost primarily focused on the Egyptians and the Israelites aren't really focused on that much. If you if you really look at it, God is showing his power to the Egyptians to be like, look, I care about you guys and I want you guys to worship me and not worship these fake gods that can't do anything for you. Turn to the real God. And we see now that some Egyptians were already doing this. For example, with the last plague, the last plague of hail, we saw that there were Egyptians that listened to God and were saved from the hail. Them and their livestock were saved. God gave the Egyptians that choice to either be saved or to not listen to him and be out in the fields and be struck by the hail pretty much. And so we see that some Egyptians are in fact turning to God and we'll see more evidences of this later on as we continue to read through Exodus and stuff like this. And so basically, God is now talking to Moses and Aaron in the first portion of uh, this this chapter, chapter 10. And he's basically saying to go back to Pharaoh and to tell them that if they don't humble themselves pretty much, that the signs of divine power are going to be very, very clearly recognizable to them. So in other words, stuff is coming and they need to watch out. 
So it says that Moses and Aaron go to the Pharaoh and they say to him, this is what God, the God of the Hebrews says, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, then hear this. Tomorrow God will bring migratory locusts into your country and they will destroy everything that was left from the hail. So basically anything that was not touched by the hail, some, the stuff that the hail might have missed, the locusts are going to come in and eat that. All the, the trees of the field that produce different kinds of fruits and stuff like this, these are all going to get destroyed by the locusts. And it says that all the houses are going to be filled with locusts. These are going to be like something you've never seen in your entire life. It's going to be that bad. These migratory locusts are going to come over and destroy everything. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to eat everything. So if you choose to continue to not humble your heart, then this is going to happen, basically. And so it says that Moses left Pharaoh at this point. So after this, in verse 7, something really interesting happens. You remember in verse 1 that God had said that he hardened the heart of Pharaoh and his servants. And his servants is really important in there. But in verse 7 here, it says that Pharaoh's servants say to Pharaoh, How long will this man continue to be a trap to us? Let the men go so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not realize that Egypt is destroyed? So they're advising the Pharaoh, being like, look at what's happening here. Everything is destroyed. <laughs> so why are you letting the people stay here pretty much? And so one thing I wonder here, though, is if they are actually advising Pharaoh to only allow the men to go, because they say in verse seven here, let the men go so that they may serve the Lord their God. But also back then, <laughs> They could have just been saying, let the people go in general, but I don't want to make that uh, blanket statement. I don't know. But one way or the other, they're advising Pharaoh to let the men go or let the people go. And so it kind of seems like even though God had mentioned the servants having a hard heart, they are starting to listen a little bit. So this just shows right here that even though God hardened the hearts of the people, the people still had a choice to humble themselves. And it seems like some of Pharaoh's servants might be getting to that humble state a little bit, at least a tiny little bit, where they're choosing to humble themselves a little bit in order that Egypt continue not being destroyed. They don't want to see any more of this destruction happening because they know that, in fact, God is going to send the plague of locusts. They believe that though they may not be fearing God or caring about God or loving God or anything like that, they do know that Yahweh exists and that these locusts are going to happen. So they advise Pharaoh. And so it says here that Pharaoh brings Moses and Aaron back in. And he basically says, go and serve the Lord your God. And who specifically are you going to take with you? And so Moses is like everybody and everything. Everything that belongs to us is going to go. Every single person is going to go. Kids, women, men, old, young, uh, livestock, everything that is ours is going to go, basically. So then the Pharaoh kind of freaks out and he gets really mad at them. And he says to them, the Lord be with you if I ever let your children go, because you will never return. Look and be forewarned because you have an evil plan in mind. 
Now, you men basically can go without your families and serve the Lord if that is what you want. And then he throws out Moses and Aaron. So he still doesn't have a humble heart. He's basically like, you know, you guys, if you think that you are going to let the women and children go along with you, then the Lord better be with you to help you, is what the Pharaoh is saying (laughs) to Moses and Aaron. And what nerve this Pharaoh has to say something like that. Firstly, he's trying to bargain with God. Okay, he's trying to be like, okay, only the men can go. And secondly, he's threatening Moses and Aaron and saying, like, God better be with you if you know what's good for you, basically, (laughs) almost as if he thinks he has the power that God has. If you look at that, how absurd is that? Can Pharaoh send locusts? No, absolutely not. Could Pharaoh do any of that other stuff? No, he still believes himself to be a god. You remember that pharaohs believed themselves to be gods. They were worshipped as gods. So this pharaoh still thinks that he has enough power to be on the same level as Yahweh here. Because he's threatening Moses and Aaron. As if, you know, God better be there to protect you. You know, because I'm going to do this and this and this to you if you even think about taking the women and children with you on this festival because you guys will never return and I won't have any slaves and stuff like this. So he's not only threatening Moses and Aaron, but trying to bargain with God. So the, the amount of arrogance that this Pharaoh has, that this man is a sociopath, like there's no other way to put this. This guy is psychotic. (laughs) This guy should never have been a leader in the first place, considering the fact that he just doesn't care that his country is being destroyed. All he cares about is his own pride and the fact that he thinks he's a god and that he should be worshipped by the Hebrews or who, who knows what he's thinking. I don't know if that's actually the case, but who knows what this Pharaoh is thinking one way or the other. He's a sociopath that doesn't care about his own country. And he certainly doesn't fear God. And he certainly doesn't care about the Hebrew people. So this is the person that Moses and Aaron and God are basically dealing with. This extremely narcissistic Pharaoh that considers himself to be on the same level as Yahweh, even after all of this. It's just so absurd. And so anyway, we're going to talk more about this chapter in the next coming days. So join me on Friday and we will discuss... um, more of Exodus chapter 10. But friends, make sure to stay tuned because I'm going to have some uh, guests on the podcast. I'm going to try to get my pastor on the podcast in the next coming chapters to talk about the Passover with us. And so that'll be a really, really great podcast episode. And uh, make sure to stay tuned for that one. That's going to be really interesting. And we'll have a lot of great stuff to talk about for that. But also, friends and faithful listeners, if you haven't purchased the Out of the Mire devotional yet, go ahead and take a look at it and see if it's something that sparks your interest. It's a devotional that is meant for either you to do alone or to do with your family or with your church. So it's something that I think is very beneficial and I will definitely drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at that. That is the uh, Out of the Mire, the, the brand new book that I just authored and published last month. And it follows the life of Joseph, which we just finished talking about in, in uh, the book of, of Genesis. I really think that if you feel purposeless, depressed or hopeless or anything like that, that this book can be very beneficial to you. So definitely take a look at it and see if it's something that interests you. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you once again so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening and God bless.